If I could have everybody's attention here for a moment. We're going to be starting in about three minutes, so you go ahead and grab whatever else you're going to be eating. Just last call. Thank you. As president of the Engineering Student Council, it's my pleasure to welcome this audience to the 45th Annual Engineers Breakfast. We have in attendance here this morning not only students and alumni, but also representatives from industry. I'd like to start by thanking uh, them, uh, both them and the organizations they represent for their presence here. It shows a lot of support for both the college and its students. To our returning alumni, welcome back. I just want to thank all of you for Sorry, timing's not my strong point. <laughs> I just want to thank all of you for taking the time to be here this morning and uh, help us kick off home homecoming right. Um, welcome also to my fellow classmates, the graduating seniors of 2009. Thanks for showing up. And uh, if you don't normally have a class at 8 a.m., congratulations for making it here this early. I know most of you are probably as stressed as I am at this point by senior design, interviewing, everything else that senior year entails, but just try to remember that for us, this homecoming weekend is special. For the vast majority of us, it'll be the last homecoming that we celebrate as U of A students. Just try to keep that in mind this weekend, and maybe that perspective will help you enjoy yourselves a little bit more. I know I'll be doing the same. Uh, on that note, please allow me to turn it over to our main speaker, Dean Peterson. Thanks, Wade. Welcome, all of you. It's once again great to see such a fantastic turnout at our engineers' breakfast. Uh, this has gone on since 1966. Uh, and I just wanted to take a moment to tell all of you uh, just a little bit of bad news. Uh, this, the homecoming breakfast for the College of Engineering was started in 1966 by Associate Dean Dave Hall. And uh, this is the first year that Dave has not been able to attend because he passed away uh, early this spring. And I, and I know many of you know him, many of you studied under him and were guided by him, and I think we all owe him a round of applause for our, everything he's done for the College of Engineering. As you can imagine, uh, President Shelton has a few engagements today uh, for homecoming, and this is one of them. He will be here, uh, and when he comes, I'd like to ask him to say a few words. But, uh, so, so we may move the program around just a little bit, but I'd like to start, first of all, by introducing all of our guests at the head table. And I'd ask you to hold your applause until I have introduced everyone, and I'll start on my far left, your far right. And uh, I'll start by introducing our new Provost and Executive Vice President, Meredith Hay. Next to Meredith is the Vice President for Research, Graduate Studies, and Economic Development, Leslie Tolbert. Doug Goodman, who's one of our uh, award recipients, I'll introduce him in more detail later. Gary Harper, Salt River Project, U of A engineering alum, member of the U of A Alumni Association National Advisory Board. Tim Kaltoff, site manager and vice president for Texas Instruments. Jim Moore, the president of the University of Arizona Foundation. And Bob Lepore, vice president of engineering at Raytheon. And on my far right, uh, Dave Milne, 
who is a cabin pressure and power generation marketing and product manager at Honeywell. He's an alum of our college, and for me, uh, a, a bicyclist wannabe, what is most impressive is he's the th three-time El Tour de Tucson winner uh, from 1983 to 85. So congratulations on that. Uh, and you've already met uh, Wade James, Steve Broadbent, who is the director of Enterprise Storage and Virtualization Development at IBM, uh, Dottie Quintence and Jeffrey Quintence, and Jeffrey is one of our uh, award recipients, and I'll introduce him a little bit later. And last but certainly not least, my wife, Shannon. Please welcome yes. So let's, uh, in, in waiting for the president, uh, I'd like to present the two alumni awards that we have uh, here with us here today. And the first recipient that I'd like to introduce is Jeffrey Quintence, and he's receiving the U of A Alumni Association Professional Achievement Award. Jeffrey P. Quintence earned two degrees in electrical engineering from the University of Arizona, a bachelor's degree in 1971, where he graduated from the top of his class and was named outstanding senior in the College of Engineering and a PhD specializing in electromagnetic analysis. As a graduate student, Jeff received the Motorola Foundation Merit Scholar Award, the Hughes Aircraft Company and Gibbs Memorial Scholarship, and was named the Outstanding Fellow of Phi Kappa Phi. After he graduated, he joined the technical staff at Sandia National Laboratories and later supervised the Pulse Power Theory Division and managed the Divergence Reduction and Inertial Confinement Fusion programs. In 1993, he formed and became manager of the Computational Electromagnetics and Plasma Physics Department. And after becoming the director of that center, he left Sandia in 2004 to become the president of Lockheed Martin Nevada Technologies and deputy general manager for their stockpile stewardship program. In, in 2006, upon the end of the Lockheed Martin contract there, he returned to Sandia and became director of facilities management and operations. He's a fellow of the IEEE, the Institute for Electrical and Electronics Engineers, and a member of the American Physical Society and American Association for the Advancement of Science. And it's with great pleasure that we present the Professional Achievement Award to Jeffrey P. Contents. See, I'm, uh, I'm both uh, honored and uh, quite frankly intimidated to stand up here before you. Um, honored because it's quite an uh, uh, honor for me to be recognized by an alma mater uh, after all of the, these years. And, and my uh, um, sincere gratitude to the Alumni Association and to the university for uh, making this possible. I'm intimidated not by the size of the crowd, but by the threat from Tom Peterson that said, if I took more than two minutes up here, I would be dead meat. I, I could tell you that I spent the first part of this week uh, uh, looking at some very significant problems facing this country at a forum uh, where we uh, raise more challenges than you can imagine. But I will tell you that every one of those challenges facing uh, mankind from climate, uh, the global climate, to energy supply, to the cyber threat, to nuclear uh, proliferation. Every one of those major challenges facing mankind today will have it, the roots of its solution in engineering. 
So um, you've chosen a, a, a field that is going to be critically important, and uh, I wish you all the, all the best in that uh, in your endeavors in the field of engineering. Again, it's my honor to be here and preferring to be live meat rather than dead meat by the winds there. <laughs> I've got to be more careful about what I say. <laughs> uh, before I introduce the second award recipient, let me take this moment since uh, in about 10 minutes there's going to be a class change and some students, whether they're seniors or not, are still students. So I would like to at this time, first of all, before I uh, acknowledge and introduce the seniors, I want to acknowledge and introduce the engineering ambassadors who have played such a critical role in so many activities with regard to this college, not least of which is their help in this, uh, in this event. So would all the engineering ambassadors who are still here please stand and be acknowledged. Where are they all? There they are, all the way in the back. Thank you all so much. These, as you all, as you know, and if you've been to these events before, there are undergraduate students in the College of Engineering, all working on their degrees, uh, who dedicate countless hours to helping recruit, uh, retain, uh, advise, interact with parents, uh, do anything they can to uh, further the uh, cause of the College of Engineering. So thank you for that. That's my grandson down there. Keep it down, Andrew. Um, I'd like to now introduce the second award recipient, Doug Goodman. Over the past decade, Doug Goodman has played a special role in advancing the research and educational mission of the University of Arizona, particularly for our Department of Electrical and Computer Engineering. He's the president and CEO of the Ridgetop Group, which is a Tucson-based high-tech company that focuses on electronic prog prognostics, predicting system failures before they occur. Doug earned a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering from Cal Poly and an MBA from the University of Portland. Although he has no formal ties to the U of A, he's a staunch supporter of all of its students. Under Doug's leadership, Ridgetop Group has sponsored several student design projects, providing both financial support and project mentoring. These projects help students learn teamwork, design skills, and gain real-world engineering experience. Ridgetop Group also has hired many of the college students, keeping them in Arizona and contributing to our local economy. Ridgetop Group also fosters several research collaborations with the college, including our connection as one of the founding members of Connection One, a research partnership involving the National Science Foundation, university researchers, and private industry. His leadership skills and drive to promote technology have been a tremendous benefit to our college and we're very proud, along with the U of A Alumni Association, to present Doug with the Honorary Alumnus Award. Doug? This is, uh, this is really an honor, and uh, to join such a great group this morning. Although I didn't graduate from the University of Arizona, I sincerely appreci appreciate uh, joining this, uh, this group. And I understand there's 700 of you here, and it's really overwhelming to see such a tremendous turnout. And the university really needs your support 
all of our support to grow, grow further and, and meet its uh, mission of educating our younger people. We moved here from Oregon about nine years ago, and I knew the capabilities of the University of Arizona engineers because I had the pleasure of working with them since I graduated from Cal Poly so many years earlier. And one of the things uh, that, from an industry perspective, we really have appreciated here is the ability to work with Jerzy Rosenblum in the ECE department and Larry Head with systems and being able to cross-pollinate the student flow, uh, a synergy that really, really builds and the importance, the critical importance of a strong engineering education that has been uh, built here over the years under, under Tom's leadership. And uh, Rich Top now has uh, 50 people who are sitting here at the table. Uh, if you have the opportunity, please say hi to them here. But we do share some, some shared challenges ahead, and that includes uh, changes in management, an uncertain economic climate, uncertain funding and budgets. And we, have, we face those at Ridgetop, and of course, the university faces that today as well. But in 33 years of engineering experience I've had, both at large and small industrial companies, things are cyclical and things do go through ups and downs, but as engineers, we manage those variances, those ups and downs, and we, we move forward. And I have no doubt that with uh, the UA engineers involved, with the can-do attitudes that I've seen come out of this institution, things will work out and things will be fine. So be proud in your background from the University of Arizona. And again, I'm very honored to join your group. Thank you very much. Engineers are really linear thinkers, and I was thinking to the right, and the president snuck in on the left here. So uh, at this point, it's my pleasure to introduce the president of the University of Arizona, Robert Sheldon. Thank you, Tom. I, I want to reassure everybody that that is not a political statement about which side of the room I was slipping in on. Uh, we love everybody that supports higher education. This is always a singular event for me. Um, I feel like a, a physicist has been allowed to come and associate with the people that can actually get things done. <laughs> you know, the, the College of Engineering uh, represents at its very core uh, what this university is all about. As a land-grant public research university committed to tackling society's problems and finding solutions for them. Not only thinking great thoughts, which we do, but also finding solutions. And that really is what engineering is all about. We have an extraordinary faculty, staff, and student body. Uh, in my two plus years here, I've had a chance to get to know a number of them uh, because they are so amazing. They come into view uh, very, very readily and often. You can see uh, the quality of what engineering does here at the U of A by its alumni, by the kinds of awards that they are winning now, the faculty, and at the very top, by Tom's new calling uh, to head the National Science Foundation Engineering Directorate. <clears throat> so this, I want to say, for all and sundry, is a tremendous loss to us, but as I remind Tom, he is only on leave. 
We are keeping his faculty line open here because uh, we know how to support quality. And Tom, we wish you the very best. Um, I get back to D.C. frequently, so you're not uh, done seeing me yet. I'll come and, and visit you in your office. Let me thank each and every one of you for what you do uh, to support this, this great College of Engineering, um, whether it's through your resources or your most important your most important asset, your time and your talent. Thank you so much for being here. It's going to be a great weekend. Uh, there are a few things going on in athletics this weekend, but we're going to focus on beating the Trojans. Thanks for being here. Robert, thank you very much. Well, right now, I'd like to be introducing you to Alan Beckman, who is the CEO of Floor Corporation electrical engineering alum and uh, who was the main attraction for this breakfast. I'm sure that's why all of you are here. Um, he has had this event on his calendar for over a year and a half and he protected this date jealously. Uh, but three weeks ago he was uh, called to a crucial meeting uh, that took place yesterday at 1 p.m. in London. And I can tell you that he looked into every possible way to get back here, including, and I'm not kidding you, including arranging for a transatlantic private jet. Um, but unless they would take the SST out of mothballs, it was um, physically impossible for him to be here. So, regrettably for all of you, um, you're stuck with me. As, as Robert just mentioned, uh, I'm stepping down as dean in January to uh, accept the position as head of the engineering director at the National Science Foundation. And it was exactly 10 years ago next month that I stood before this group uh, at the engineers' breakfast, homecoming breakfast in 1998. It wasn't right here, it was in the old student union. And talked to you for the very first time. I'd been dean for about 10 months. I started off by telling you a story about my great-grandfather, who was a professional baseball player. In fact, he was Cy Young's catcher for the Boston Americans, which was the team that uh, preceded the Boston Red Sox. So you can imagine my remorse at uh, what uh, Tampa has done <laughs> this year. Um, I also told you that they played in that very first World Series in 1903 and how the Boston Americans beat the Pittsburgh Pirates. And uh, it was a nine-game series back then. They beat them five games to four. How he developed tuberculosis and his doctor in Indiana said, you need to go to Arizona to die, which of course he did, we all die. But he lived 20 years uh, and um, in that time he started a business and brought the rest of his family out here and uh, that's really the genesis of my family being in Arizona for now almost uh, 100 years. I told you about graduating from high school here and after going first to the East Coast and then to the West Coast for my college education, um, how incredibly blessed I felt I was when I was offered a position uh, on this faculty. In fact, it was the only job I interviewed for. I was a graduate student at Caltech and um, I took one interview and I hoped that it was successful. And it turned out to be. And I was able to develop a career here and uh, fortunate to be asked to be head of the Chemical and Environmental Engineering Department and then uh, Miracle of Miracles asked to be dean of this wonderful college. And I have to say that um, in the 31 years that I've been here at the University of Arizona, and particularly the last 11 as dean, I've learned a lot about this university and a lot about this college. And I think what I've learned above all else, and I mean this absolutely sincerely, is the value and the power 
of loyalty. And, you know, loyalty is one of those uh, motherhood and apple pie phrases that's often ridiculed. I think it's often ridiculed, particularly in large organizations. But I, I firmly believe that without loyalty, this university, and particularly this college, would not be the kind of college that it is today. And so wh why do I say this? Well, let's just look at the facts. You know, engineers are, we're, we're data driven. Uh, we, we really get frustrated when we feel like we've made logical arguments and uh, decisions aren't necessarily logical. But as I said, I've been in academic administration now for 19 years, uh, eight as a department head, and now 11 almost as a dean. And in those 19 years, um, we've faced a lot of challenges as a university. 14 out of those 19 years have seen budget cuts or rescissions in one way or the other. We've seen the size of the engineering faculty drop from over 170 to just over 130. We've had, which is actually a larger proportionate cut than any other college in the university. We've seen our faculty salaries fall well below our AAU peers. And yet, by virtually any other external measure, we have steadily improved as a college. Yes, we could absolutely be better. There's no question about that. This college could always be better, but I think that could be said about every academic unit, every business unit, every unit on this campus from top to bottom. So in spite of what may be on the surface kind of discouraging facts, I'd like to just tell you a few things about the incredible strengths of this college. We attract and retain the absolute best students that come to the University of Arizona. Again, this is a data-driven uh, claim the incoming freshmen have the highest high school GPA, they have the highest SAT scores, they have the highest ACT scores, they have the highest class rank, they have the highest fraction of National Merit Scholars of anyone in any college on this campus. Our research support on an absolute and a per faculty basis continues to rise year after year. And in spite of huge investments in engineering by our academic sister to the north, our college is the home to the first National Science Foundation Engineering Research Center in the state of Arizona, the first Science and Technology Center, and in partnership with our College of Optics, the second Engineering Research Center, which just started this week. And our sister institution still has zero of any of these prestigious national centers. Our faculty are dedicated to the mission of this university. We have tenured and tenure-track faculty who teach individually more than the faculty in any other college in this campus except social and behavioral sciences. Faculty who, again individually, garner as much or more support from research, outside grants and contracts than any other college except the College of Optics. It's a faculty that over its tenure has seen nine, nine members of the National Academy of Engineering. We're a college that's looked outside as well as inside for ways to improve the offerings to our students. Our programs have excelled by partnering with other colleges across campus. We offer one of the only accredited undergraduate programs in optical science and engineering in collaboration with the College of Optics. We offer an accredited program in biosystems engineering in collaboration with the Agriculture College. We have two programs in engineering math and engineering physics with the College of Science. We collaborate with Arizona Research Laboratories and the College of Medicine in a graduate pro interdisciplinary program in biomedical engineering. We have an undergraduate program in engineering management 
and a certificate program in management technology with the college, with the Eller College of Management. And we even have a Bachelor of Arts degree in engineering in collaboration primarily with the College of Fine Arts. Our students are among the most creative and ingenious students that you'll ever meet. They're the kind of students who can design and build a solar car that'll take them from Dallas, Texas to Calgary, Alberta, Canada this past summer. Or design and build a Baja race bug, a dune buggy, which I think both of which you'll be able to see right outside this, uh, uh, this ballroom. Students who have built micro-air vehicles and autonomous vehicles that have won international competitions as far away as Korea and India. We have an interdisciplinary design program that's unlike any program in the nation. It involves students from almost every engineering discipline, in dis interdisciplinary teams, not just working mechanical engineers with mechanical engineers, but all across the discipline, working on projects ranging from developing quiet motorcraft for the Colorado River, running through the Grand Canyon, to sensors for the medical device industry, all of which are industrially supported and industrially mentored. We are home in the last three years to not one, but two Tau Beta Pi National Laureates. Tau Beta Pi is the engineering honor society. And the laureate is a single engineer selected from almost 70,000 engineering graduates throughout the country for this highest honor. The College of Engineering has had two in the last three years. And they both came from the Department of Chemical and Environmental Engineering. We've been a college dedicated to the improving, improving the diversity of engineering students, both at the undergraduate and the graduate level. We offer a summer engineering academy, six different sessions, weekly sessions during the summer that attracts junior high and high school students of color from all over the country. In 2007, three PhDs were given in engineering to Native American students, two from the Navajo and one from the Hopi Nation. Our alums have been incredibly successful. Unfortunately, you have to listen to me, but who should have been here was an incredibly successful alum, the CEO of Floor, the JPL mission manager for the Phoenix Mars mission that we've heard so much about is an aerospace engineering alum. The president of AOL, former president of AOL, was an engineering alum, the C former CEO of Litton Industries. Numerous alums have been involved in the NASA program. Tragically, the astronaut who commanded the faithful Challenger shuttle mission in the 80s was an engineering alum. And another astronaut who was on the International Space Station when the Columbia tragedy occurred in 2003 was an engineering alum. We've had incredibly generous supporters from all of you, from industry, from donors, from friends, from alums. Eleven years ago we had three endowed, we had zero endowed chairs and professorships. Now we have ten. Last year we brought in over eight million dollars in gifts, philanthropic gifts from individuals. I think one of the most wonderful gifts that didn't come last year, but it came over the course of the last couple of years, was first a $1 million gift and then another $1 million gift from the Brown Family Foundation to support our recruitment of National Merit Scholars. We got the first million because we asked for it. We got the second million because they were so impressed at the students that we were able to attract. And, and the students, unfortunately, that we had to turn down because we didn't have enough money. The success of our program can only be attributed, in my mind, to the loyal dedication of students, staff, and faculty, and to the loyal and continued support, philanthropic and otherwise, of our alums, our friends, and our industry partners. There is simply no other way to explain it. I accepted this new job at NSF because 
because I believe passionately in the role that engineering must play in the economic development and the social well-being of this country. As a nation, we've tried the process of flipping real estate and investing in highly leveraged hedge funds to grow our nation's wealth, and that hasn't seemed to work very well. What people are coming back to realizing is that you grow a nation's economy by making things, by wise stewardship of your natural resources, by demonstrating value added to the products you make. And this, my friends, is the definition of engineering. Much of what we do isn't glamorous. In fact, it's kind of pedestrian. But it's pedestrian precisely because we make it so. You rarely think about it. But without engineers, there would be no potable water, no electricity at the flip of a switch, no transportation, no infrastructure of any kind, no communications, wireless or otherwise, none, of the, none but the most rudimentary of healthcare, no MRI, no CAT scans, no dialysis, no artificial heart, no prosthetic limbs, none of that. And without engineers, there will be no solution to what is certainly the most vexing challenge we face globally, and that's satisfying this, the world's voracious energy appetite and simultaneously reversing the consequence of anthropogenic-induced climate change. About 600 people received the Nobel Prize for identifying and acknowledging the existence of climate change, including Al Gore and a few people on this campus. But none of those 600 have as yet identified the solution to this problem. That's going to require an engineer. Actually, it's going to require a lot of engineers. So I just want to end by thanking all of you for your loyalty to this college and urge you to continue to show that loyalty. I want the U of A College of Engineering to be the best it can be to contribute to the solutions to the challenging problems that we face. And it's my hope that in turn the university will show its loyalty to the College of Engineering. Loyalty, after all, is a two-way street. It is slowly earned and quickly destroyed. I hope we're all mindful of that. Finally, and most importantly, I want to thank my wife and my family who have uh, tolerated my prolonged absences, especially at the dinner table, so I can pursue the job that I love so much. Bear down, Arizona. Go Cavs. today. Uh, Juan Valdez, first of all, as, as head of the Civil Engineering Department for many years, stepped down this year uh, after an 11-year tenure as the department head. Um, where is Juan? He's made an incredible number of uh, contributions to, to the college and, and to the department and fortunately for us, while he stepped down in that administrative capacity, uh, he has graciously agreed to take on the leadership of SARA, which is the Science and Tech Center that I just mentioned earlier. I also want to acknowledge uh, two non-alums who have been incredibly supportive of our solar car team, and that's Harlan Gertz and Phil Davis. Could you two stand? <laughs> These gentlemen provided uh, 
I hope you don't mind me using this term, the senior leadership for, uh, uh, for our solar uh, car team that I talked about before that raced from Dallas all the way to uh, Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Just incredible support that they've shown, and thank you both for that. Okay, it's time to recognize uh, and to have our usual competition, but first we're going to recognize the graduating seniors. Are they all here? Where are they? Graduating seniors? Can you all stand? Come on. Engineering deans emeritus and faculty emeritus, could you all stand? And I'm kind of hesitant to do this because they're probably all teaching, but let's try the faculty, the current faculty and staff of the, the, the College of Engineering. Could you all please stand? Ah, there they are. Now let's see who the who, who our uh, alums are. Everyone who's an alum of the College of Engineering, please stand. And remain standing, all right? Okay, so, so that we move this along quickly, uh, let me just ask all of you that graduated since 1995 to sit down. Okay, since 1985, since 1975, 1965, shall I adjust the amplitude on this a little bit here? Okay, 1955. 1950, since 1950. Where's, where's Chimney? Okay, okay. Is there anyone else? Oh, okay, sorry. We just, since 1945. All right. It's okay, Genevieve, I, I know you, and thank you so much for, for blessing this group with your attendance year after year after year. It's, uh, am, I, am I right, 1943? Civil engineering graduate. Tom, can you identify our other grad? College of Mines. College of Mines. In which program? Which program? Mining engineering? Metallurgical, Metallurgical engineering. Fantastic. And now, the competition. Okay. So here we have the coveted license plate for this year's 2008 industry winner. Will it be IBM, Raytheon, Honeywell, or Texas Instruments. Okay, we'll find out. Now, 
because I took so much flack last year for um, the hanging Chad issue, um, I've asked two people in the back, Carl uh, Kohlhoff and who else? Oh yeah, and, and Bruce Scott, who are going to help count from the back. All right, just a little verification here to make sure. So, because I, I just, I mean, I've had guilt for a whole year over this. So, and, and here at the, at the dais are our four industry representatives who have never shown any bias at all. But we'll start with IBM. Will all IBM representatives please stand? Okay, here we go. Well, what happened to our Raytheon representative up here? Bob had to leave early. So I guess Raytheon's, we need a Raytheon counter. Where's Brian? Get up here, Brian. What'd you get? Okay, what do we got? Bruce, what'd you get back there? How many? 97. Okay, Carl? 99, okay. So we got, here's the numbers, 99, 98, 98, 92, 97, 98. That's pretty good. I'd say that's standard deviation about two and a half, all right? So, okay. So, um, everybody okay with 96.3? Well, that's, that's lower than any number. Well, it's got to be higher, that's right, okay. 97. All right, next. Raytheon. In the interest of uh, future relations, um, we got less than 80. <laughs> Moving right along, um, Honeywell.
also less than 80. <laughs> last but not least, Texas Instruments. Okay, thank you. Less than 80. Um, <laughs> but, so without divulging the, um, the fine structure here, the total from our four partners are roughly 225. All right, so thank you all very much. It is my pleasure to present the Homecoming 2008 Industry Winner Trophy to IBM. I do have one other plaque. Uh, th this has been a spirited competition from day one and uh, something that I always look forward to. And since this is the last time I get to preside over this, I have plaques. That, they, they're all the same, uh, so let me just read one. To my friends at Raytheon, or the fill in the blanks, Honeywell, IBM, or Texas Instruments, a very special thanks on the 2008 Annual Homecoming Engineers Breakfast Competition. Your continued support of engineering and your friendship have been a very special part of my tenure as dean, and signed by me as the dean of the college from 1998 to 2008. So again, thank you very much for your support. I would like to thank Dan Gauthier, Kathy Carlisle, Catherine Hambrock, and Paul Prezak from Honeywell, IBM, Raytheon, and Texas Instruments, uh, respectively, for all of their help in um, encouraging participation in this competition every year. Uh, I'm going to ask, uh, in just a moment, I'm going to turn this over to Wade for some closing re remarks, but uh, I want to thank the students from the Eng uh, Engineers Without Borders program who are displaying their project in the lobby. Uh, I want to thank the students involved in the solar car and the SAE uh, engineering design team, the Baja vehicle, which are both outside for display. I hope you'll take the time to visit them. And again, my thanks to the engineering ambassadors. And last but certainly not least, my thanks to my staff, uh, Judy Ayton, Deborah Pemberton, Beth Weaver, Jerry Sullivan, and Marcy Fritz-Reichenbacher for all their help in putting this together. Uh, I, and again, thanks to all of you for all the support you've shown the College of Engineering, and I'm looking forward to seeing you here next year. I will be here. Thank you. Before we close, I'd like to invite Brian Perry to take the podium for a minute. I believe he has a couple words prepared. Thank you, Wade. Um, I'd like to introduce myself again, Brian Perry with Raytheon. I'm our campus manager for our interactions with the University of Arizona. 
and I've been uh, serving in that role since 1998, coincidentally the same year that, that Tom uh, started as dean. And that's been a pleasure um, to work with him and the college over those years. Um, I've really grown to be um, um, a nice friend of Tom's, and I've really appreciated all his help and interactions. And we wanted to take this event, um, because it's such a wonderful gathering of all of you students and alumni and friends of the college, um, to say a thank you to Tom for all his efforts um, over the years. So I'd like to present him a lack of appreciation. I'll just I'll read the inscription. It says, uh, Dr. Thomas W. Peterson, a recognition of your efforts as dean to enhance the relationship between the U of A College of Engineering and Industry. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thanks again for showing up. If any of the alumni are sticking around today, I'd like I'd invite you to refer back to the pamphlet on your tables for a list of events. Uh, I know a couple of departments are having some deals: aerospace at one, M&E at four, and uh, ECE at five thirty. Um, and yeah, I hope to see you all out on the mall tomorrow. I'll be in the uh, engineering tent from uh, twelve to seven, as will various other student and uh, faculty rep representatives from the College of Engineering. Uh, yeah, it'll be a great time. Go Wildcats! <laughs>